Welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow. This is a moving river podcast hosted by multifaceted entrepreneur and transformational coach Bia Marie Anin. In this podcast, we want to help you discover the concept of flow and show you ways to get into flow and how you can keep your life flowy. Hello, 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 and welcome to 52 Weeks of Flow, where we talk about all aspects of flow in our lives, how to create it, how to maintain it, and how to access it whenever we want. If you'd like to support the show and learn more about what we do at Moving River, you can check out our website, www.movingriver.com, or check out www.superwoman.coach for our Superwoman training and circle. You can also find us on Instagram at moving underscore river, or you can find us here, right here, right now. How convenient, right? I'm your host, and I'm here to support you in all aspects of your life, including the tough times. Today, we're going to talk about grief, something that we all experience at some point in our lives. When we're going through grief, it's important to remember that it's a process and it takes time. It's not something that can be rushed and it's not something that can be skipped over. Each phase of grief is important and it's important to give ourselves grace and be gentle with ourselves as we move through it. Grief is a journey that we all must navigate and it's a journey that can impact our flow in many different ways. There are several phases of grief, and each one can bring its own unique challenges. The first phase is denial, where we might try to avoid the reality of the situation. Then comes anger, where we might lash out at others or feel a sense of injustice. Bargaining is the third phase where we might try to negotiate or make deals to change the situation. The fourth phase is depression, where we might feel a sense of deep sadness and loss. Finally, acceptance is the last phase, where we come to terms with the situation and start to move forward. There are other theories where there are more phases, but those are the main ones. Personally, I have experienced grief many times in my life, from the recent loss of my father, where I felt like the floor underneath my feet was removed, and soon after that my grandma, to the end of romantic relationships. Even the loss of a job or a vision that I had to give up need grieving periods. Each time, I found that it's important to acknowledge the grief and to give myself space and time to process it. It's not easy, but it's necessary for healing and growth. So, how do we cope with grief? I have gathered some practical techniques that have worked for me and my clients. So number one, express your emotions. Don't bottle up your feelings, let them out, cry, 
scream, write in a journal, whatever helps you release the emotions. Number two, connect with others. I know this is really a hard one, but reach out to friends and family members who can offer support and comfort and pre-frame the conversation when you open up to them. Tell them what you need from them. An open ear to listen or advice. Someone to do something for you. Nothing is more crucial than when you try to express your emotions and you need somebody to hold that space, but they jump in to rescue you and to get into problem solver mode. Another tip is to practice a lot of self-care. Take care of yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. This might mean getting enough rest, eating well, or engaging in activities that bring you joy, or just sitting and being. But reflect and listen to your needs. Number four, ground in positive memories. Remember the good times and focus on the positive aspects of the person or the situation that you've lost. Number five, connect with your spirituality. This might involve connecting with a higher power, prayer, meditation, connecting to nature, or finding meaning in the loss. And engaging in spiritual practices such as meditation or prayer, whatever helps you, whatever supports you. Because by grounding ourselves in a spiritual practice, we can find comfort and support during these difficult times. Be kind to yourself is the next one. Remember that you're going through a difficult time and it's okay to feel sad or overwhelmed. Treat yourself with the same compassion and kindness you would offer to a friend going through a tough time. And number seven, which is my personal favorite, which just, yes, helped me so much, is take things one day at a time. Don't worry about the future or what you should be doing, how you should be behaving. Focus on getting through each day and each moment as it comes. Take your time. Remember grief is a journey and it's okay to take your time. Be gentle with yourself and know that healing is possible. As you move through the different phases of grief, know that you're not alone. There are people who care about you and who want to support you. Give yourself the space and time you need to process your emotions and move through the process at your own pace. By doing so, you'll be able to find your flow again and move forward with grace and ease. Another way to give yourself grace and be gentle during the grieving process is to acknowledge that it's okay 
to not be okay. We live in a society that often values strength and positivity, but it's important to remember that grieving is a natural and necessary process that involves a range of emotions, including sadness, anger, and despair. It's okay to not always feel positive or strong during this time. It's worth pointing out that until the 20th century, grief was literally classified as a mental illness. So again, I can't stress this enough. Take your time. I would not make any life-changing radical decisions during the grieving period because we are literally crazy. We're not thinking straight. Like I said before, everybody's process is different. But in the end, you have to feel your way through it. There's no going around it. We have to go through. No burying the emotions as they will come up some way or the other and really bite you in the butt later. Or you are creating conditions for burnout, which is really what we want to try to avoid. I know what I'm talking about because that was my first attempt at dealing with my grief, burying my emotions, keeping myself busy, not feeling, not seeing, like an ostrich sticking my head in the sand. Ultimately, grieving is a process that can be challenging, but it's also an opportunity for growth and transformation. By giving ourselves grace and being gentle during this process, we can emerge stronger and more resilient. Remember, it's okay to take your time and to feel your emotions fully. You're not alone. And there's support available to help you through this journey. Keep the faith and keep moving forward, one step at a time. Now, let's talk about how grief impacts our flow. When we're in the midst of grieving, it can be difficult to stay focused and productive. We might find ourselves feeling stuck or stagnant, unable to move forward. And this is completely normal. And it's important to honor those feelings and give ourselves the space and time we need to process our grief. However, it's also important to remember that grief is not a permanent state. It's a process and it will eventually come to an end. When we give ourselves the grace to grieve and to feel our emotions, we're able to move through the process more smoothly and we're able to find our flow again. When we actively want to kickstart our flow again, our childhood is a good place to start. Most of us have what's known as a primary flow activity. It's whatever you did, probably started as a kid, that produces the most flow. So for me, there are two ways. One is skiing. I started skiing when I was three, and when going skiing, I immediately, or at least 95% of the time, drop into my flow. The other one for me is dancing. I started dancing when I was six, and dance was a very easy way for me to express my feelings, and it played a crucial part in my grieving and healing journey. For some people, it's also maybe gardening, surfing, or horseback riding and so. 
There are three reasons why flow is so important while grieving. First is that as we move into flow, there's a resetting of our nervous system. There's a global release of nitric oxide gas signaling molecules to flush stress hormones out of our system. So automatically it calms us down. So this is really important. And as a bonus, Grief and the grieving process is very bad for our immune system. So the bonus here is flow boosts our immune system a little bit because the neurochemicals that underpin that are immunological boosters. Second, flow stimulates your creativity. A study at Harvard found that the heightened creativity, flow boosts creativity by almost 100%, will outlast the flow state by a day or maybe two. So if you're trying to reboot your life after loss, creativity is your main asset. The third is the anxiety that is triggered by loss. Because anxiety blocks creativity. And one of the problems with anxiety is it does something to the anterior cingulate cortex The anxiety doesn't allow the ACC to find connections between ideas. You get your thoughts looped and you go to the same places over and over again. That's why anxiety often feels like OCD, like I can't stop thinking about this goddamn thing. So let's jump back to our primary flow, our childhood activity. When was the last time you've done that? Do you remember when you stopped? Usually when we grow up, there comes a time, let's say when we meet a spouse, have kids or change jobs, when we stop doing that thing, even though it effortlessly lifts us into a flow state. When we're grieving, it is so hard to start something new. Most of the time, we feel like we cannot even tie our shoes. We feel like We do not have the energy to do anything, let alone something we don't want to do in general. But that childhood activity, something that you know inside out, where you do not have to think about how to do it, it really is sort of the fastest way to healing. Stephen Kotler writes in his book, The Art of Impossible, and I'm going to butcher this a little bit, the fastest way to get over heartbreak is to go skydiving. It is an experience so powerful in the flow state that it will overwrite the problem with grief or loss or anything like that. To overlay the patterns of grief, like having your thoughts loop, you have to do something that forces the brain to go, holy crap, this is worse than that. You just fell out of a plane, right? It overrides the pain and you created a little bit of space. Mindfulness does the same process, just very slowly. And that's it. That's it for today. That's our show. Thank you for tuning into this episode where we explored the journey of grief and how it impacts our flow. It's important to remember that grieving is a natural process that takes time. And it's okay to feel the range of emotions that come with it. Remember, you are not alone. During the grieving process, it's important to give ourselves grace and be gentle with ourselves by taking things one day at a time 
practicing self-care, seeking support and grounding ourselves in positive memories and spiritual practices, we can find comfort and support during these difficult times. Grieving is not a permanent state, but a journey that can lead to growth and transformation. Keep the faith, keep moving forward, and remember that you're capable of healing and finding your flow once again. I'm grateful for you. Stay tuned for what's new by subscribing to our podcast. Until next time, keep exploring, keep learning, keep growing, keep flowing.